Welcome to the Silver Screen Guide Podcast. Join Corbin and Alan, along with guest hosts, as they bring their love for the cinema to discuss films from every genre and decade. Learn about the history of the film, little-known facts, and insightful explorations while they enjoy discussing your favorite film. The curtain is rising and your podcast is starting. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your guide to the silver screen. Welcome back, listeners, to the second installment in my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie review series. Today I'm reviewing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Use. This is your host, Corbin. And last week I reviewed the very first 1990 theatrical film, you're not going to want to miss that because this sequel is closely tied. It's almost just an expansion of that first film. So that will be linked below. Go ahead and check that out. I also gave you your guide last week to this film. That's the first link below. That will tell you about the messy production, the rushed production of this film, what critics and audiences thought of it when it came out, how much did it gross at the box office. All of those juicy details are in your guide to this film down below. And while you're down there, if you're ready to jump straight into the review, we have timestamps. You can just jump straight in, links to all of our pages, and even a curated list of reviews I think you'll enjoy listening to after this one. So no matter where you're at, leaving us a like, leaving us five stars, that's just a great free way to help us out. So would the trailer get me into theaters to see this film? Well, considering my tepid to unsatisfactory reaction of the past film, this one would have to set a high bar. And especially since this was so rushed, I mean, it's literally 12 months later. So if I was eight, nine, maybe even 10, yeah, I'd be interested in seeing this movie since I really enjoyed the first one at that age. Coming to it as an adult, you know, the trailer gives away the whole movie. And I think it's a really bad trailer. I, maybe even as a kid, I would be highly skeptical just because of the way this trailer is presenting this new sequel. Um, I find it kind of ridiculous. It says back by bodacious demand coming to theaters everywhere. March 22nd. They're really trying to play this up. Like audiences just demanded it. And we know by scores and how much money this made opening weekend. That's not true. So I'm a newbie to this film, pretty much the entire franchise. I've never seen this movie until this watching for this review. That's the first time I've seen this movie. So I will be talking spoilers. If you don't want the film spoiled for you, it currently is streaming on HBO Max. It's also easily available to purchase on physical or digital media. So click pause here on the podcast, go check the film out, and then come back and click play and we're ready to talk about it. After defeating Shredder, the foot are without a master but they're still stealing electronics for some reason. The Turtles, now living with April, are split between taking the fight to the rest of the foot or simply hanging back until needed. But surprise, Shredder isn't dead. He returns to take control of his tattered empire when he kidnaps the scientist who unknowingly created the Turtles. He creates two new, very powerful, yet mentally infantile creatures, Toka and Razor a snapping turtle, and red wolf. These two creatures defeat the turtles at first, but thanks to some help from Master Splinter and Vanilla Ice, they defeat the bad guys. That is until Shredder takes some of the ooze to become Super Shredder. The turtles take a dive into the harbor while Super Shredder stupidly pulls a Samson and buries himself alive under the pier. The turtles now can live happily eating pizza in their new underground lair as credits roll. 
So let's start with the positives. David Warner, who actually I believe just passed away recently, it's always good to see him in a movie. And I'm assuming he's going to be our new bad guy. That's not really true. But nevertheless, I always like him. He's always a class act. Unfortunately, he's not given a whole lot to do in this movie. But he is the creator of these new monsters, the wolf and snapping turtle. You know, the snapping turtle kind of looks scary. I'll even say the wolf looks a little nightmarish for younger children as well. But the tension really is cut when they hug Shredder. Unfortunately, these creatures, like I said in the plot summary, are infantile. I also do wish that we had different animal than just a snapping turtle. We, we already got the turtles. I get it. He's kind of the evil turtle or whatever. But, you know, and these fight scenes kind of make me think of Rampage, the video game. These characters even look a little bit like some of those, I think. Vanilla Ice, for me, does save the movie, believe it or not. I was incredibly bored. I was totally checked out by this movie. For Pete's sake, the turtles have a whole dance number during the battle. But Vanilla Ice is on stage just doing his thing. That immediately caught my attention. Now, there is something they kind of do cool here. Um, they have Super Shredder. He takes some of the ooze and he becomes kind of this hulking guy. Unfortunately, he's utterly stupid, kind of like Bane in Batman and Robin. And he dies in a really quick and dumb way. So the turtles don't even have to fight. Um, Super Shredder. So I'm I'm pretty disappointed by how quickly they just shuffle him out of the movie. Now this series still is cribbing off of the Karate Kid. They even they even call out a wax on wax off, you know, situation. Uh, I just don't know why they don't have the confidence to make this its own product. This one is 100% a children's movie. There was somewhat of an argument to be made last time that the first film was darker, it was edgier, it was somewhat riding the coattails of Burton's Batman, which had just come out a year and a half before this one. There's really not much here to offer anyone above the age of nine. Also, Corey Feldman isn't here doing the voice. The voices, some some of the people are the same, some aren't. They just sound a little off. It, it took me out of it a little bit. But my major fault with this film is that it hits too many beats of the first one. It really does feel like just a repackaging of that first movie where they don't have time to write a script. They don't have the confidence to do anything very original. 30 minutes in, you realize this movie is just a nothing burger unless it does something awesome. And it really doesn't. I'm not thrilled that Shredder is back, um, especially because we pretty distinctly saw him we didn't see it of course we saw his helmet uh which is magically saved in this one he was crushed in a trash compactor on the back of a garbage truck this completely retcons that so he was just thrown in there casey who doesn't even show up in this movie so i don't even know if he's actually a character in this quasi sequel is what i'm going to call it it's just a jip to have shredder come back alive it doesn't explain anything this entire script is incredibly lazy. One of the other completely ridiculous and unacceptable elements of this movie is it's called The Secret of the Ooze. This ooze has been polluting the landscape around where they live for a long time. You see it even changes these flowers into kind of these like gigantic, weird-looking flowers. It's a little hard to believe, aside from the flowers, 
It was just dropped on the turtles and the rat and nothing else transformed into, you know, sentient high tech creatures. Now I'm getting a little bit of ahead of myself here, but there is a TV series in continuity where there is a fifth female turtle who is sentient and talking and she joins them later on. So we know that Splinter missed one of the turtles. Um, if you want to go with that retcon, I suppose. I'm just as disappointed as, as Donatello. There is no secret. And who gives a crap about any of this? It's really a really lame, boring secret how they just go through this all. Some people have interpreted this as there really is no secret or mystery to life. There is no God. We're just kind of, you know, randomly thrown onto this earth. Maybe that is the message here. I don't know. But the screenwriters didn't care enough. Um, they just clearly did this as a marketing ploy to get people into theaters. Now, I did mention earlier when, you know, they're dancing and Vanilla Ice is there and they're super shredder and they literally use a giant amp to blow shredder Marty McFly style across the room. This movie is either irredeemably awful or so bad it's good. Now, there also is a freeze frame mid rap with a really bad hip hop song here at the end. This movie just overall is a complete mess, a complete bore. TMNT 2 Secret of the Ooze is stupid. The action is worse than the last time. The plot is essentially non-existent. The ending is garbage. This movie is for babies. I mean, come on, the turtles dancing to Vanilla Ice live in concert and no one thinks twice about how weird this is. This movie will turn your brain to mush. There's very little to like here, except maybe having some mild enjoyment, you know, some infantile reductive enjoyment, watching the turtles fight these new creatures and no offense to anybody out there who enjoys this film. Personally, I think I, I'm struggling to see how an adult could enjoy this unless they are bringing nostalgia into it. We never even learn the secret of the use. According to box office numbers, not many families shelled out money for this movie. Don't waste your time on this nonsense. Team and T2 receives two stars out of 10 with my strongest of not recommends. Would I add this one to my collection? No, but it's already in my collection because I did pick it up from Dollar Tree for literally a dollar on Blu-ray. Dollar Tree gets reject movies. Clearly nobody was buying this one. So it's in my collection for a buck. It's fine. It's whatever. I, I own pretty much all of them now. And if my kids ever want to go through the trilogy someday, they're able to do that. I do have two movie recommendations for you. Bill and Ted's Two, I think that is a great film that came out this year. That is how you do a sequel. I'm also going to be recommending What About Bob, which also came out this year. That movie is absolutely hilarious. It is phenomenal. So it was one year, 11 months, and 25 days later. So just shy of two years before TMNT 3, Turtles in Time, hit theaters. That's right. Time travel. There will be a time travel major plot element to the next film. I have not seen it. I have no idea what to expect from it. I do know the scores, like the ratings for this film. People don't like the third one, but that is not coming as any surprise to me. Well, listeners, the question after the show, is this worse or better than the first? Some people, believe it or not, think this is actually a superior sequel. Clearly, I'm not one of them. I think that's probably a small contingent, but if you are one of them, let me know and give me your reasons why. 
you think this is better, email me, comment where you're at, the question and the email in the show notes down below. Thank you listeners for coming along with me on this uh, on this interesting sequel. We'll just, uh, we'll just leave it at that. Curious to see how this 90s trilogy caps it off, especially because these movies came out so close together. I do know the Jim Henson Creature Shop is not back, and we've got a brand new crew as well. Corey Feldman is back, so I don't know. It could be a mixed bag of stuff coming into this third film, but fingers crossed, it's just a good, fun time. We will see. Thank you for joining me. Make sure to hit subscribe if you have not already. Give it a like. Share it with your friends and family. We love talking about movies, and we love talking about them with you. So listeners, I will see you next week for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, Turtles in Time. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.